Andrew Yang. You've probably heard of him as the Asian guy that likes math and is the opposite of Donald Trump. That may be true. Um, and you'll probably know him for the Freedom Dividend, which is his big, you know, main policy that he wants to pass as the US President, if he ever gets there. Um, so I've decided, let's have a look into him. He's got a lot of, uh, internet attention, like a lot of people support him over the internet. And he's beginning to get a lot of media attention as well, and is, um, you know, I think at 2% last I checked, I'm probably wrong, don't quote me on that. Anyway, so I just wanted to have a little, just do a little quick overview of his policies and um, what he was before. So I have my notes here, that's why I'm looking this way. In 1999, he graduated from Columbia Law School and began his career as a corporate attorney at Davis, Polk and Wardell in New York City. He left the firm in 2000 to join his office mate in launching Stargiving.com, a website for celebrity-affiliated philosophantic fundraising. You know, we'll pay. Um, Stargiving.com raised some capital for, from investors but folded in 2001. Afterward, Yang joined healthcare software startup MMF Systems Inc. as its vice president and third hire. Andrew Yang is from New York. He's born there. He had immigrant parents from Taiwan. And his current job is Venture for America, which he makes 285,000 US dollars. But his assets are unknown because he's never ran for office before and he's never had to declare it. He's not a creepy millionaire trying to make heaps of money by running for president. And someone may or may not be. I'm going to talk about his policies now. I don't know why I did that. <clears throat> he has some very interesting policies. He did have a policy um, against circumcision. Uh, I went to his website again and it seems to have disappeared. Which is probably the smartest thing to do because it's something that not many people care about except for Jewish people who will probably vote against you if you try and remove that and I don't understand why anyone should have a say on chippy chop yeah okay let's move on it's a very weird topic to care about anyway one of his policies is the freedom dividend and um so it's basically one grand a month for every u.s citizen over the age of 18 so um so 12 grand a year for everyone to help bills whether you're a millionaire, which seems a bit dumb, but like equality, I guess. Um, so, yeah, if you make 500 grand a year, you get an extra one grand without tax, I presume. And if you make 30 grand, you get an extra grand, which is probably more helpful to you. Which has gained him a lot of popularity, and that is a v no denying it. It's an interesting policy, and I'm going to unpick it a little bit more. So I'm going to play, you know, the devil's advocate and like, the angel, like, yes, we need this, and no, this is a horrible idea. Anyway, so basically, the good part is, he, from, you know, the Yang campaign, is it's going to help the boost the economy, because people will spend more, which is accurate, yeah, and it will help those struggling to get by, and an extra one grand will help them, you know, not freak out, and, like, mentally be better, and not homeless people could afford to not be homeless. I mean, I don't know, you can, you can, you know, pay for rent, basically, and maybe a little bit of food with one grand, and you don't have to go to a homeless shelter, which is, I mean, to be honest, it's a good idea. <coughs> um, uh, it could be seen as bribery uh, <laughs> to the entire nation. Hey, I'm going to give you one grand if you vote for me, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
I did the maths. So, if every 254 million Americans are over the age of 18, if each one gets one grand a month over one year, per year it costs $3 trillion. Now, to put that into perspective, the US gets a revenue of $3.654 trillion. So that's revenue. And they spend $4 trillion around that. So, you're going to use a massive part of the US budget to be able to pay for the Freedom Dividend. Now, how you, that will get through Congress, I have no idea, because I'm pretty sure most Democrats aren't on his side either. So, he also has a plan how to make that money, which is good. It, I read it, and it's okay. Here, I'll just let you say it. So, if you tax, like, Amazon.com, which receives an annual revenue of $232 billion in the US, um, and if you tax 10% of each of that revenue, you'd receive $23 billion. And so, you that's not much compared to three trillion, but you know, it's something. Um, I think he's also planning to tax every company. Now, this is a big opposite to Donald Trump. Donald Trump's main philosophy is less taxes equal more spending, and Andrew's Yang policy is more taxes, but it still equals more spending because I'm giving that money to the people. That's the philosophy here. You know, Trump's philosophy works for more middle class and upper class people, because they have more disposable income, whereas it doesn't work as well for the lower classes because they don't have disposable income because they're struggling to get by, where Andrew Yang is saying, I'm going to tax the richer people and then spread that wealth out to the, you know, struggling class, which will create also more disposable income because they will now have more money to spend. Which is true, but not to the same level because, it, you know, they only get maybe out of that one grand they're probably going to use a lot of it so maybe 50 bucks they get to spend somewhere to help boost the economy and I'm going to be honest it <sighs> taxing the rich is something difficult because a they normally find loopholes because they can afford lawyers and b they don't want to be taxed and you might not get all the states to agree and it'll be basically hell to get this law passed and they might just move or put their money into some Caribbean island. It's a good idea, however, giving everyone one grand is probably not the way to do it. <laughs> Just because of the sheer cost of the endeavor. Because even if we took all of Amazon's money, we'd still not be able to pay for it. Uh, I think if you took all their international money, but um, that if you just tax the revenue Amazon makes in America, it won't be enough. Um, the US spends one trillion already on healthcare, so like Obamacare, and like prisons, and uh, homelessness services. You can't, you could claim to cut the homelessness services and the healthcare if you gave everyone one grand. Um, which probably would help give a couple billion dollars. Uh, it probably would not be enough. I think the home... There's always going to be homeless people, and giving them one grand could help, but they might not know how to spend it, they might not have a bank account, and you can't force people to do that, because people always don't, people don't like change. Generally, most people don't like change. They'll only change if it hurts more to not change. And so, 
Um, it even applies to homeless people. Sometimes they just like, I know this is a big generalization and most probably wish they weren't homeless, but a small, tiny fraction will, and you can't remove homelessness. So that's my point. Like, it's not a bad idea, and homelessness is a bad thing, but I'm just saying there is a small amount. But that's not a good argument, and I don't know why I brought it up, but anyway. Another reason, uh, Veterans of the the Veterans Affairs Department uh, spends about 79 billion and if you gave everyone one grand, including veterans, you could probably cut their bonuses to also help pay for this um, endeavour, which is only 79 billion, but it's still something and you're going to cut a lot of the departments. And I looked at the US budget and of, the, of, the, of what they spend. If you genuinely wanted the Freedom Dividend, you'd have to cut every single department. The Department of Defense, NASA, you know, the Health, um, Veterans Affairs Department, all these, every department you'd have to cut, except for the Environmental Protection Agency and the Small Business Administration. Those are the two departments you'd be able to keep, and the rest you'd have to spend on the Freedom Dividend. So. I think it's up to Americans, I'm not American, I'm Australian, but I have been to America and I do love politics, so I did research this to the best of my ability, but it is a big bonus, but for this big bonus to really be delivered, you're going to have to lose Obamacare, you're going to have to lose a lot of welfare and homelessness shelters and maybe, I don't know if America's women's shelters and like, a lot of hospitals would have to stop being, you know, the hospitals would have to be... Anyway, sorry my camera went out, but as I was saying, in the dying days of the Roman Empire, the emperors did something similar where they'd give out free food for the people, and the people became so reliant on the free food, um, and became like a voting thing. I mean, no, the Republic, no, don't. It, um, the free bread caused riots when the bread would stop coming from Egypt because um, a lot of the food that Roman people in Rome ate came from Egypt and when the bread stopped coming there were riots in Rome and because people had depended on this food to live uh, instead of you know selling their labor um, it kind of helped the Roman Empire fracture and slowly decline from its peak power. So just a warning from history, it kind of doesn't work, <laughs> I'm saying. Sure, it's very, very different circumstances, but to the core, it's giving the public, literally hand-feeding the public and becoming a welfare state. Now, having every American depend on the government for money will mean it becomes a voting issue. And then politicians will end up wanting votes and they will, over time, probably increase the amount more and more to get more and more votes and then run America into the ground. So, just a warning from history, it, um, Andrew Yang, if you are listening, I highly doubt, but if you are, uh, try and address that problem as well of not becoming a welfare state, even though this is basically saying it's going to become a welfare state. So I'm just saying, uh, be careful before, it sounds amazing, but you're going to have to lose a lot to gain this bonus. 
Just saying. Uh, he does claim that it will expand the GDP by a couple trillion dollars, but it will not pay itself off. It won't. It just, maybe in a hundred years if it goes well, but um, in, by 2025, the GDP will grow by 2.5 trillion. But the government will only receive maybe like 25 billion from that, so the government will probably get more debt. As you know, the US government is in huge debt, and I think that's the biggest problem they need to address, however no one's addressing it. Some other policies that I kind of looked, skimmed through from Andrew Yang. Net neutrality. Thank goodness. Okay. I like this. Just, you know, helping start up internet connect, um, companies and protect the t internet for America. Good. Um, you probably all know what net neutrality is and he supports it. Hooray. Nuclear energy. Thank goodness. No one listens to me. <coughs> Nuclear energy has some bad taboo around it, but it genuinely is something good. Unless you have idiots running the show, like in Chernobyl, or you have a massive earthquake, so don't do it where lots of earthquakes happen, basically. Yes, mining uranium has environmental impacts, but the amount of CO2 emission it creates is next to nothing. It's basically nothing, and it is a good alternative to get clean energy, and it works fine. Maybe do it in a remote place for safety, you know, but still, it's not perfect, but it's better than literally everything else currently. And I'm not joking. Like solar energy, those cells for the solar panels aren't biodegradable and they're gonna, they only last 25 years and then they're gonna end up in landfills everywhere. Make it easy for Americans to move to work. Better public transport. America, your public transport is garbage. Literally every country in the world, no, 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 that's a good statement. Literally every first world nation in the world. I'm going to consider China a first world nation in this because they basically are now. It's got better public transport than you. Everywhere. Taiwan, Japan, South Korea, China, Australia. I'm pretty sure Canada has decent public transport. Better transport. Just get on. Get on with the world and get better public transport. I'm sorry, I'm just, I hated that I needed a car to go everywhere. Medicare for all, so this, I found, contradicts the freedom dividend because you cannot pay for both. You know, you can't have free hospitals and um, freedom dividend doesn't go, doesn't work together. You know why? Because you can't afford it. If you get more money, maybe, but I feel like you might want to focus some of your money on your army because if you don't have an army, other countries will take advantage of that. So don't do that. Lower the voting age to 16. This one, I am 17, and I say no because <laughs> we're idiots. Yep, I'm basically done. We can drive, uh, in Australia we can drive, but we are not adults, and we, I mean, to be fair, the brain doesn't fully develop for males until 25, but we can't, like, have the voting age at 25. I mean, we could, but no. Just, we're worrying about school. Don't, just, no. Yeah, basically, from teenagers, no. <laughs> Not a good idea. Democracy dollars. Now, I actually genuinely really like this idea. It's basically giving $100 to every eligible voting American to donate to their political candidates. So political candidates don't have to rely on big banks and big companies to fund their um, endeavors, oh, not endeavors, 
fund their campaigns. But anyway, it's a genuinely, I believe, a really good idea. And pretty cheap. Uh, $100 is a bit extra, maybe 10 bucks, but you know, whatever. It's, it's a good idea. Democracy dollars, everybody. I think it will really solve some of the corruption issues. Especially at local government. I think that one would be good, except no one cares about local government. So that's why corruption is quite frequent, because no one cares. <laughs> um, that's basically it on Andrew Yang. There is more. Uh, I will be putting this up on a podcast, so subscribe. And I might do other stuff as well, seeing how well this goes. Alright, goodbye.